Luby McNamara said, anyone can raise the vibration. We're all collectively responsible for the vibration of the system. Anyone can shift things. Sometimes through known actions, sometimes through random actions, everything we do ripples out into the world. We all have influence over the system. Cultural emergence is proactive, empowering people by connecting us with ourselves, other people, and the more than human world. Ongoing connection practices from cultural emergence cultivate a sense of balance, stability, and bigger picture awareness that deepens the feeling of belonging in the world, providing tools and frameworks for looking at our own cultures empowers us to be proactive with our choices rather than being guided by unseen patterns that could be running our thinking and actions. Creating opportunities to pause and decouple from some of these culturally conditioned thinking patterns. Cultural emergence gives us tools to examine patterns, reframe them, and introduce new patterns. The proactive design process empowers us to design the world we want as we go. Thank you for that introduction, Delvin, and for joining me for this conversation today and inviting Luby to be a part of this as well, because both of you have had such a huge impact on my life and career over the years. Delvin, because of our friendship and ongoing conversations on and off air, and Luby, professionally, because of your work with people and permaculture, you've really helped to move my personal needle on what it means to practice permaculture in our community and the other people who, you know, make up our apartment building or the neighborhood where we live or our family or our friends and really took that idea of permaculture from permanent agriculture that Bill and David gave us all those years ago and really gave me a hope and a vision for what permanent culture could look like in a place that we call home. And so thank you for joining me today. I'd love to hear more about this idea directly from you, rather than from the pages of your book, about people and permaculture and cultural emergence. Yeah, thank you, Scott. It's lovely to be here today with both of you and be introduced to a new audience as well. So People and Permaculture was actually 11 years ago, almost to the day that it came out. And it came from there were multiple threads of why I wrote the book, one of which was that we don't all have access to land and that permaculture has so much more potential for bringing magic into people's lives. I think most people that have come across permaculture see it as magic. It's like lit a flame within them of possibilities and purpose and a community and direction in their lives. And it tends to do much more than just what can I do in the garden? It tends to influence people's whole lifestyles and relationships. So I wanted a framing that invited more people in, that would invite people in that didn't have access to land, that wanted to have that flame lit, have that possibilities. And it also came from this idea that actually we have all the earth care solutions that we need. It's not the lack of solutions. It's the lack of being able to implement those solutions 
And that comes from people, whether it's our own personal energy levels, whether it's a relationship dynamic or a conflict with neighbours, all the way up to international policy and politics as to why we're not implementing those earth care solutions. So if people are the limits, then in permaculture, we flip the limits around and they become part of the design. So that was why I wanted to write People and Permaculture to open up that conversation and to make permaculture relevant to everyone. And how does that work on people and permaculture and including people in the design move us from that space of permaculture design into something bigger and broader towards cultural emergence and that expanding of the permaculture umbrella? So we have this idea of like permaculture being permanent agriculture or permanent culture and that for me has always felt slightly uncomfortable. I know the idea of permanent meaning that it's sustainable and regenerative but it also has a feeling of being fixed and kind of a destination that we're heading for. But when you're talking about culture, it's not a destination. It's actually a process, an ongoing process that when you understand that you can be involved in that process, that you can be involved in cultural conditioning, positive cultural conditioning, which is what education is, and that you can rewire your own stories and your own patterning but that isn't a one-step process that's an ongoing process ongoing process what happens in a group where you're constantly saying are we following our vision here what are we living to and operating within our value system what are the unsaid privileges here or the unnamed assumptions that we're operating from it's all an ongoing process So that was the idea of cultural emergence, which also came out of my collaboration with John Young, who brought in the deep nature connection and the village building and cultural repair. When we started collaborating, we actually said, "Okay, well, let's not stick within the boxes of what I do with people and permaculture and what he does with eight shields. And let's deliberately step outside of that and see what emerges, which is where emergence came in and this uh, systems thinking and thinking of like cultural emergence as this process that can yield magic. So again, we come back to magic and there's possibilities that can come out of collaboration. Emergence being a systems term for bringing things together that then have unpredictable and unexpected results like hydrogen and oxygen make water it's all around us and that we can then bring that idea of emergence into our groups and we can emerge new cultures which is actually what needs to happen on the planet at the moment that we won't get to the next upgrade the next humanity unless we go through an emergent process and a cultural emergence The problems we've got on the planet at the moment, whether they're ecological or social or personal, they all have their roots in the culture that we're living in or the cultures we're living in. And so we can think about changing technology or politics or education, 
but actually they're, they're all drivers and being driven by culture. So when we look at culture, if we start to pay attention and tend culture, then our technology changes, then our language changes, then our politics change, then our education changes, then our land use change. All of those things will change when we tend to the culture we're part of. And that starts with us. That's also the really important piece of cultural emergence is that we have our own personal culture and that that can and will change and that we can tend it and nurture it in the same way we can tend and nurture a relationship or our gardens. I know for myself, I grew up in a certain way in a particular community and I had certain food traditions and ways of eating that were just a part of the way that I grew up. But it was only when I was really an adult in the last couple of years where I really started examining where I came from and what that means for me as a person. And it sounds like what you're working on with cultural emergence is recognizing where we come from and also where we are now, and then making choices to actively be engaged in changing our personal culture, examining the diet that we eat because the impacts that that diet may have on the world and making choices around that, and then using those personal choices to be active participants in our community to change the way that things are practiced or done so that we have a connection to all of these pieces that is more than just a particular activity or process, but something that is holistic that then becomes this thing that we think of as culture. Absolutely, yeah. So we really, when you start paying attention to your patterns, it can feel fast and you can start thinking, wow, did I really make any choices of my own? or is this all just inherited? But then when you start to look, you can start to say, okay, actually, I do have some agency here. And obviously, there'll be times where you're just falling into patterns, like unconsciously, or not able to make your own choices, because of the constraints, the cultural context we're living in. So you might go out being hungry, get wanting something really healthy, but the choices just aren't there available to you. So yeah, but definitely a place for to explore and take responsibility while not feeling too guilty when you can't immediately unravel all your cultural conditioning and swap it over. <laughs> it's a process, lifelong process. To facilitate that process, I understand that you've created a set of tools that people can use to help this along, to be able to ask some questions and find some answers and work through this, both from a personal space, specifically, but that could also be used more generally. And I was wondering if you could share a bit of that with us, as well as the campaign you have running currently. Yeah, thank you, Scott. In 2020, Cultural Emergence came out as a book. And since then, I've always, and before then, and we've got Delvin here, who's made a beautiful design deck with all the so many principles yeah so I know the power of cards within teaching so this is my new project here is to turn the cultural emergence toolkit into a card deck so it's really accessible really intuitive visual engaging and so we can really use them so that it's got the visual language and the distilled wisdom and 
I'm inviting people to ask questions of the cards and we'll see what comes. So would you be willing to ask a question? And we're doing this totally live in the moment. I will pick the card at random and we'll have to see what comes and hope that it <laughs> gives some intuitive wisdom for you. As we've recently moved into spring as we record this, well, spring at least here in the Northern Hemisphere, I wonder what the permaculture community needs here in the spring of 2023. Okay, what do the permaculture community need in the spring of 2023? Okay. Oh, there's three even that wants to come. <laughs> Normally it's only one, but there's three that wants to come. Okay, so I have this one, which is be in courage. Courage is being in touch with our hearts. Being vulnerable is an ability and reframe nervous energy. And then I have plan then flow. Plans direct attention, energy and resources. Follow energy, enthusiasm, curiosity and impulses. And ask what is needed right now. And then the third one that goes through, which I won't read all of it, but it's building trust which I think links in with be encourage and plan them flow. What's resonating with you when I read those ones? That three cards came with that question seems appropriate because it, it was a big question and it feels like it, it certainly needed more than one card in response. And I think what emerges for me in this moment, like, I keep several decks of tarot cards around, and I have Delvin's design deck. And I love cards like this because whether you believe there is a spiritual or preternatural impact on what it is that we're doing, there is a place for these kinds of tools in our design toolkit because they're great for getting us to think about things differently. They can help move us through the world in a way that gets us unstuck. If we find ourselves with our blinders on or with a bit of tunnel vision or feeling that there's something that should go a certain way or have a certain outcome, and there are times when I'm working on something where I will take one of these decks that I have and draw a card from it and use it as a way to point my thoughts in a different direction, in a way that I might not have been considering. And getting to experience that in this moment, because there are some questions that I've had about, like, roles in the community, and that there are a lot of folks who have been doing this for a long time, and there are people who are new additions to the permaculture community, and sometimes our work doesn't always feel authentic, and so how do we build trust? and know where to go when we want something that is deep and meaningful when it comes to our permaculture education. Who do we rely on when we have a question? Because there's just so much information and knowledge available, and how do we really build that trust? And to be encouraged, how can you reach out? Like the three of us who are involved in this conversation. You, Delvin, with all your work as an educator and your design deck, Luby as a writer and a teacher, myself being public-facing with the podcast, for people who have questions. You know, we were all new at this at one point and started out not knowing a lot, but built our knowledge and understanding over time and are available if people want to 
find us and, you know, go to our Instagram and ask a question or post something to Twitter or like visit my contact page and send an email. There are ways that people can get in touch with us, but being in courage and being encouraged to take that first step to do so. And for folks to find their courage to step up and be present in the ways that they need and want to within their own communities for themselves and with others, and that we're here to help them as well. For folks who are interested in learning more about your deck and the campaign that's currently running, where can they find more information? And of course, as these campaigns only run for a certain amount of time, when this is over after April 6th, where will people be able to find these cards if they're interested in adding a set to their library? Yeah, so if I direct everyone to my main cultural emergence website, which is cultural-emergence.com, and you'll see straight away right on the homepage a link to the Kickstarter. And then also, if you're listening to this after April the 6th, you'll still be able to find lots of videos and podcasts and online courses and online community. So it feels like the cultural emergence is growing from a toolkit into a global movement. And that just feels so exciting. And I'm yeah really pleased that the permaculture movement is coming on board with it as well as bringing more folks in. So yeah, exciting. As I always like to do with these conversations, do you have any final thoughts for the listeners? Yeah, I'd like to leave you with a thought of emergence as being this magic hope and possibilities. Just because emergence is around us all the time, or actually maybe because emergence is around us all the time, it is magic process that we can engage with at any time. And we don't know when our showing up will be just the thing to shift a dynamic or group or a movement in a positive direction that could be a real quantum leap. So yeah, an invitation to people to trust that what you're bringing is important and valid and has a place and to be encouraged to contribute. And that was Luby McNamara. You can find her work and more information about the Cultural Emergence card deck at cultural-emergence.com. My friend Delvin Solkinson, who started us off with a quote about Luby, is at visionarypermaculture.com. I've included links to both of those, as well as a direct link to the Kickstarter campaign in the show notes for this episode. What I love about Luby's deck in particular, and these tools in general, is they allow us to interact with permaculture or cultural emergence in a different way. Not everyone is a reader. Not everyone wants to watch videos or take a class or listen to a podcast. So these cards give us a way to engage, be active, and continue learning. As a designer, as I shared, these cards break us out of a set way of thinking and provide a way to contemplate our design in fashions that we might not have imagined. As a homeschooling parent, I think about how we could use Luby's deck to draw a card, or three if they decide to emerge, to start our day and have a moment of reflection, or as a way to decide on our curriculum and what we'll cover that day. Or, for families who don't homeschool, to choose a card to add enrichment to our children's school-based education by discussing their day in the framework 
of the cards. How could a child be in courage during their day? What patterns or flows did they experience? How did or could they build trust with a sibling, parent, teacher, or fellow student? There are so many ways to take our lives and work further with the right tools in our kit, and I see the Cultural Emergence deck as having a place in our lives to do so, and would encourage anyone who's interested to pick up a set or pledge the campaign today. But those are just my thoughts. What are yours? Leave a comment in the show notes, or visit the permaculturepodcast.com and click on contact to send me a direct message. Until the next time, be in courage while taking care of Earth, yourself, and each other. The Permaculture Podcast is a production of Permaneo Group. Find out more about the Permaculture Podcast, including the extensive archives, by visiting our website, thepermaculturepodcast.com. Learn more about Permaneo Group and other projects at permaneogroup.com.